Thank you. Hello, everyone. It's Cindy Silva with the Metaphysical Wisdom Podcast. I'm here with Pam Osley. Hi, Pam. Hi, Cindy. Nice to meet you. So great to have you. We've been talking about doing this for a little while and really grateful that it's finally happened and been looking forward to it. Good. We're going to have fun. Hopefully it's informative and helpful and fun. That's the main thing. Fun. Learning. Learning is fun. You got to keep being lifelong learners, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I first was introduced to your work um, through a course that you offer on manifesting and uh, quantum leaps. And I was attracted to one of your domains, uh, Aura Colors. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to have you share a little bit with us about how this all came to be and what's your passion and what makes you come alive? What you, what do you like to talk about that really lights you up? Oh, good. Uh, little questions. I get it. <laughs> so um, how I got, well, my whole life has been about searching and seeing who we are and, and going past boundaries and, and want to know big truths, not just, you know, how do I make a living? <laughs> I want to know like ah, the big, the big questions. So I've always been that seeker, studier, anything I can get my hands on. And about actually 30, almost 30, actually 38 years ago now, um, I went to hear a psychic speak and I walked in and he said, and he said, you get up here, you know how to do this stuff too. And I was like, what? <laughs> no. Anyway, I found in front of the group that night, I found I was picking up very detailed information about people. Um, so that was my introduction into the psychic realm. For example, I use this one a lot. Over to my right, there was a woman um, who I knew she was pregnant because for the first time in my life, I saw the spirit of a little girl standing next to her. I'd never seen that before in my life. Anyway, she didn't even know she was pregnant. She went to the doctor, found out she was pregnant, and she did end up having a little girl. Mm -hmm. That was first getting started. So I started doing intuitive psychic work. I don't know. I think there needs to be another word to it. Expanded consciousness. Um, I started doing readings for people. And a year into it, I met a woman who could see auras and she thought everyone could. She had synesthesia. If people know what that is, it's like, you know, they cross, um, uh, they cross the modalities, like they can taste sound or hear colors or it's, it's a crossing of the five senses. Anyway, so she could see auras. I would bring her to Santa Barbara where I live to do workshops. And I discovered what she was seeing around people, the aura colors matched with what I had been picking up psychically about people mm -hmm. uh, because I kept seeing a, I kept seeing a pattern with different people. And so I went, Oh, that's a blue. Oh, that's a yellow. Okay. I get it. I get it. And so within a year I developed the ability well, I'd already been able to tune into people, but within a year, I developed the ability to also see and sense auras myself. Mm. So that's been 38, 37, 38 years now. So I've been seeing six to eight clients a day. I have five books out. I have my my um, my website, auracolors.com. Um, I had my own radio show for 11 years, but each time it's like, okay, I did that. Now what's next? Now what's next? So part of what I do most people find the aura colors first. There's a free aura color test and people can find out what their aura colors are. But what I've noticed, Cindy, or what I've realized with starting out with Barbara's work, the woman who got me started in the aura stuff was that people emit an aura. They emit an energy. 
And um, in my view, the way I experience it, and some people experience it differently, I've met a lot of people that see the same things I do with the aura. So we're just starting with the aura stuff, but there's a whole lot of other stuff that I know we can get into that. But um, I um, found that the two bands of color that are closest to a person's body, because we have lots of different bands of color mm -hmm. from us, the outer bands change all the time, depending on what's going on with somebody at the time. So if they're angry, red shows up in the outer bands. But that's different than the one or two bands closest to the body, which in my experience don't change. Mm -hmm. They basically, the way I see it, is before you came to the planet, you had a plan. You had an idea, the theme you wanted to experience here, who you wanted to be, what you wanted to experience, what you wanted to do. And you left clues behind just in case you got here and forgot why you came, which is really easy to do with all the noise that's around us. So we left clues in our aura colors, our numerology, our astrology, our palmistry, our iridology. We left lots of clues behind so we could remember who we are. So the two colors that are around you reveal your personality, your life theme your, and purpose, um, what careers you're going to be the most fulfilled in, how you are in relationship and what you need in relationship to be happy and fulfilled, even some of the other aura colors that are compatible with yours. It reveals how, how you see and, and experience money and success and potential health issues and how to stay healthy everything's revealed in those two aura colors. So um, I put together a book, the website, um, helping people. And the reason I feel like that's valuable is because it gives people permission and it, it validates who they've sensed they are inside. Because so many people have, you know, had a feeling when they were a child who they were, and then that's gotten squished out of them or suppressed or trained out of them by parents or authority figures or society. So there are a lot of people out there very unhappy because they're in jobs or relationships or lifestyles that doesn't suit them. It doesn't, it's not their true colors. So one, understanding your aura colors validates who you are, gives permission to be who you are. It doesn't control you. It reflects back what you've been choosing, what who you really are. And it also, Cindy, helps us understand each other. So once you understand somebody else's aura colors, and by the time you, you study these aura colors, it's so easy to recognize what somebody is. Like, oh, that's a tan. Oh, that's a green. That's a red. I get it. It's really easy. And then we can speak their language and and validate and appreciate who they are instead of running around going, why can't you be more like me? Why can't you think more like me? So it helps with that. And then also what I've developed over the years is I study quantum physics. Um, I have developed all kinds of more expanded abilities that we all have. We all have, we just haven't been taught that. So not only can I see and sense auras, um, I do psychic work, so I can basically see outside of time and space. I can see somebody's future, somebody's past, always emphasizing free will, always, always, always emphasizing free will. I've got yellow in my aura, so do you. You've got some yellow in there, too. Yellow, we're nice people. That. If you can see, like, with everything moving to Zoom, if you can do your work remotely and see people's auras. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I absolutely. Well, I can, I don't have to see somebody. Somebody can give me their name and hair and I can, and I go zoom that in. third eye open, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's no limits. Once you start tapping into these abilities, there really are no limits. 
So I can see um, people's past, present, and future. I can see other lives. I call them other lives as opposed to past lives because I can also see future lives, always with free will and choice. Um, I can talk to people on the other side, people have crossed over, guides, loved ones, animals. Um, I teach people how to bend spoons and, and you know, heal their bodies, bend spoons, mind over matter. And one of the fun ones that very few people teach is how to navigate and change into different parallel universes, which is a quantum physics thing. Mm -hmm. You can radically change your life, better relationship or money or health or whatever, by understanding how parallel universes work. Because mm -hmm. I use it a lot to change my life. Um, and you can do it subtly, you can do it dramatically. But those are just some of the things that I teach people how to do. Again, if I can do those, because I've developed those advanced abilities, which we all have, if I can do it, that means everyone can do it. Mm -hmm. So it's just whether or not people want to do it. So basically, that's what I do. My passion, I know that we are more than we've been taught who we are. And my passion is to live that is to show what's possible, it's to demonstrate it, and it's to help other people reach those levels if they want to um, and show them how it's done um, because I'm all about elevating and expanding our consciousness so that we can be happier and freer and really live a life of joy on this planet instead of like little worker slaves that are just struggling to survive. Mm. <laughs> Make me laugh. We have so much in common. We're all doing the same things, but in different ways, using different tools. It's so. Yeah. I so think we have the same. What color eyes do you have? Because um, Zoom doesn't always show true color. Hazel green. Like they're more sometimes green, sometimes hazel. It's green. Is that blue green or brown green or yellow green or? Yellow green. Yeah. Yeah. I would say yellow green. Yellow green. Okay. So did you take the aura color quiz? Probably not. Not yet, but what, what I want to say and validate here is that um, I don't know if you're familiar with Carol Rittberger's work. You oh, know? no, I, I don't know that name. How weird. And uh, she created a whole system on color. Um, what color is your personality? Ah, I'm a, yellow, I'm a yellow green. So, Oh, that's what I'm seeing around you, too. You've also <laughs> got some blue out there and you've got some violet out there. Yeah. And, and when you're doing this show, you're being very violet. I can see the violet really flaring up. Mm. So that's cool that she's got a similar system, the color personality, because that's what it is. Uh, that your aura colors reveal your personality and then some. Yeah, so that's yeah. cool. <laughs> I've also studied and became a human design analyst. So I can see what you're saying about when people um, are conditioned by the environment to become something other than they are yeah. and fusion about that and the doubt, the doubt and confusion that sets in and takes them on a path away from their, what you would call their natural color, yeah. their true colors. Yeah, yeah. Their yeah. purpose, their dharma, their, what's going to make them happy and fulfilled and how to get there. We've, we've also got the, the aura colors. There's, a, they reveal how for each color, because every color has got a different way of being happy, balanced and healthy. What works for one color doesn't usually work for another color. You can't tell yellows need to connect with nature. Now, I don't know what her, your, your other person's system says, but in my system, yellows are 
our kids. They're playful. They're youthful. Um, they don't, we're pleasers, but we don't like being told what to do. Okay. But we need freedom. We need variety. We need energy. We don't like regular jobs. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we either get into the creative fields, the healing fields, or the physical fields like yoga instructors or energy workers, um, you know, whatever. And then you've got a lot of violet, sweetie. Um, I'm, I'm watching all that violet with you. Anyway, yellows need to exercise. You cannot tell a blue that part of their fix is to go exercise because blues don't like to exercise. <laughs> it's not their thing. So they'll resist it and then they'll feel bad about themselves. Yeah. So one of the aura color personalities has a different way of staying healthy, happy, and, and emotionally balanced, mentally balanced. You see how fast I'm talking with you? That's because you have violet in your aura and some green. The green's not real big with you right now, not the green that I see, but your violet is really big. Violets are visionaries, humanitarians. They feel drawn to make a difference on the planet. I see them either getting involved in the arts or the media. So they're writers and performers and actors and you know, things like that, or they get involved in teaching or psychology, okay? They, they need to help the masses. They need to reach the masses or they get involved in causes or politics and law, although yellows don't usually like politics and law. Um, but violets feel this, they, they're independent. They don't like working for other people. They need freedom, but they always have to do projects um, and projects that, that match their soul. Violets are here to help change the consciousness. They're here to help improve the quality of life for people where the other colors that you've got, they're like, nah, I don't want to do that. I want to go have some time to myself. I want to go play. I want to do what I want to do. But that violet is still there with you. Does that make sense to you when I say that your violets really, you you have a lot of violet when you do this program. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say you're spot on. I didn't know that this was going to turn into a reading, but I'm grateful. Just give an example of the different oracles. Oh no, I think it's so great. Like that's why we want to make it spontaneous. People will get a feel for how you work. But I would say you're right on on all of it in the yellow aspect. Um, I've been teaching yoga and Pilates for 25 years, and I teach Qigong. And um, in the uh, violet aspect, I'm an Aquarian. I'm a humanitarian. I like. I'm a. I'm all about consciousness. So where you were talking about giving people more freedom, right, to be themselves. And my perspective on that is similar and a little different in that when I'm working with my clients, doing a human design reading or something with Qigong um, adjustments, it's to actually give consciousness more bandwidth through that person. Yeah. <laughs> free the personality. I'm more interested in um, what's blocking the the creative freedom of consciousness through this individual, because the more creative freedom consciousness has through them, the happier and healthier they'll be. So and it affects the rest of us too. You've also got some blue in your aura, by the way, that I mentioned earlier. Blues are really good. They're teachers, counselors, and nurses. They're really good at helping people. Blues priority is usually spirituality and love relationships and being in service, helping people. It's funny, the reason I bring it up is blues and yellows both can do one-on-one -on -one with people. Violets want to reach more people. They want to reach groups. They want to reach the masses. So the blue and yellow could stay safe of doing one-on-one. -on -one. And the violets are like, all right, as long as I make it a bigger difference, or maybe I should write a book, or maybe I should do a program, an online program, so it can reach more people. So, so it makes blues, yellows, individuals, violets, groups, masses, more people. Yeah, I think, yeah, I like what you're saying. It all fits. And I also go back to the way I see it as like, um, 
it's more like consciousness recognizes the instrument and has this color or color or quality. So it says, oh, I can use this part yeah. to do this, where yeah. my personality isn't saying I want to go and do the big thing, right? I'm I'm pretty introverted, actually. It's really people really don't believe that, but it's yeah, true. Well, that's the yellow. Yellows and blues yeah. can be introverted. Violets somehow feel a need that they've got to help, they've got to help change the consciousness here or improve the quality of life for people. That's a violet thing too. It's transpersonal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun. <laughs> yeah, that's fabulous. Thank you for this. Really excellent. And um you've been working on this um online program i want to know like how i know you have a lot to say about the future of the planet and i really felt like with the pandemic and everyone going on zoom it was like a quantum leap of connectivity for consciousness to find itself across the globe without the limitations of um what we're limited to in traveling right but to be able to travel instantly across the globe through this type of medium. Yeah. So I'm curious about that, how consciousness seems to be moving more towards these um, less uh, restricting forms of connecting to itself. And then what you were sharing with me earlier about the future of the planet, what you see. Well, first, let me start with, I'm gonna say this in 2019, I felt something really big coming and I, I'm an optimist. I'm positive. I don't go into fear modes at all. Um, but I felt something really big coming. I went, wow, wow. And I went, I'm in California. It's like, okay, is it going to be a big earthquake? No, it's going to be multi-continent. It's like, what in the world? Are we going to be attacked? What, what? Anyway, when it, the January, 2020 came around, I went, oh my gosh, it's right here. It's right here. It's like, what's happening? I can feel it right here. As soon as COVID happened, went, there it is. That's what they were showing me. That's the big thing that was going to affect the planet. Now, the, the purpose for COVID first was to get people to stop, stop, stop running around, being crazy, not go inside, connect with who you are, see how everyone's like, okay, go home, stay inside, don't go out. But it was meant to get us to stop, to go inside and connect with our heart and soul, to, to realize who we really are. And I was doing readings at the time um, for 37 years, and so many of the clients called up and went, okay, I don't want to go back to work now. I don't want to go back to that job. Now that I'm home, I'm realizing how much I don't like it. It's stressing me out. I want to do what my heart and soul are calling me to do now. That was the purpose behind COVID first was to get everyone to stop and go inside. Now, some people did that and they listened and other people went into fear and resistance. And la, 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 no, 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 it's not real. It's a trick. Ah, no, no, no. They just went into fear. So we're obviously not done with our work yet because we still have the old and the new fighting each other. So that was the first purpose. I agree with you. The whole reason Violet's created the internet. Violet's created this because Violet's are the visionaries, the future. Steve Jobs is a violet yellow. Um, Bill Gates is green with some violet. But anyway, the whole internet, the whole that communication created the internet in the first place, set it up so we could start doing this networking. Now, you know, you probably know this, we're gonna get to the point where we will not need technology to connect with each other. We're headed for telepathy. We're headed for 
telepathic communication with all of us. We kind of get it already. I mean, there's lots of science out there going on right now to show that the global brain or the global consciousness um, can affect the technology. We don't need to get into all those, but they're doing experiments. Every time something big happens, uh, they, they do. I don't know if you've heard this, the random number generator, where they've got computers all over the place and they measure when something big happens, that it's not random anymore. There's a big spike in it. And so you know that um, when Princess Diana died, the, the, it wasn't random anymore. It spiked on the computers. People can go look this up, the random number generator. And hours before 9-11 hit, the terrorists hit, it spiked. Hours before. And then once the planes hit, it was spiked up even more. So it shows we've got a, a consciousness that's all connected. So that's the, to me, the benefit of technology right now. And it's a good thing we had that then because when the last one hit a hundred years ago, I mean, they didn't have that kind of technology. So nobody really knew what was going on. Now we have instant connection. Now they're showing, you want me to tell you what I'm being shown of where we're headed, what's going on? Okay, so first of all, um, I'm gonna sidetrack because they showed me a big picture. Um, I got very, concerned about all the divisiveness that was going on on the planet. I mean, I've never seen it so them against us. I mean, so divisive, right? I mean, what is happening? Why is it like them against us so badly? And they showed me this image. When I say they, I, I get downloads, I get guidance from the other side, source, guides, whatever you want to say. They showed me an image of a cell. And you know, when a cell's ready to grow, it divides. And then it divides again and it divides again to become a bigger entity. It turns into a bigger entity. So somehow this is going to lead us into something big. So this is what I was shown that we are headed for a new renaissance. And we've, we've gone through this before where we had the dark ages and during the dark, we had the fall of the Roman empire. And then it led into the dark ages where we had a pandemic we had the Black Death. It was a huge pandemic and people just thought the world was, you know, it was dying off. It was old, you know. And then what emerged from that later, now that took hundreds of years. As you know, things are not taking that long anymore, you know, to go through this whole process. Everything sped up. Um, what emerged after the Dark Ages was the Renaissance, which was new science. It was Newtonian physics showed up then printing press. The world wasn't flat anymore. There was new art, new philosophy, new literature, new beauty. I mean, it was a radical shift from the dark ages, right? And people in the dark ages couldn't even have fathomed what the, that renaissance that was coming. I believe it wasn't there. Well, I actually, I might've been, I don't know. I, anyway, <laughs> that's another story, but there was a new renaissance. They're telling us we're in the same phase that what's going on right now is a dying off of the old, which is why and it's amazing to me um, how many people think that they're dying or they're sick and dying, whatever, they're scared, it looks so negative, but that's because the old stuff is dying off. The old way is falling apart and disintegrating. That's, I'm sure you've heard this before. That's what happens to a caterpillar. When it's ready to become a butterfly, it goes into the cocoon, ah, isolate, go into the cocoon. The old stuff actually falls apart, it goes into goo. And then it uses imaginal cells to transform into the butterfly. So we're in the midst of those birth pangs right now. 
But what they've shown me is we are headed for a new renaissance. And the, the first one, the old one, was based on Newtonian physics, which is what we've been operating out of for centuries. And Newtonian physics is just basically Newton that says the universe is mechanistic. It's a big biological machine or whatever, cause and effect. It's a big machine. Where we're going and the thing that's gonna be in the new Renaissance is all gonna be based on quantum physics, which is consciousness and energy. New the new life is gonna be us living as souls, conscious souls on this planet not little biological little slaves that think we have to struggle just to survive, to put gas in the car and food on the table. That's not what we came here to do. And it sounds radical, it sounds unbelievable, but you know what, a lot of science fiction, a lot of things were called science fiction back then that are now called science fact, okay? So it seems crazy, but you're in the same world. Do you know how much it's changed? When I started doing this work, 38 years ago, people thought I was insane, right? And most of my clients, it was about 80%, yeah, 80% female and 20% male. Now it's 60, 40. Um, and, and it's more and more accepted. It's more and more out. You know, people are coming forward with their near death experiences, with saying that they can feel their loved ones who have crossed over around them. The consciousness really is evolving. And I don't know when this shift is going to happen, but we're already in it. So I don't know if it all of a sudden shifts over like that hundredth monkey or we tip the scales because enough people are in it, or if it's going to be a slow process right now, it feels like it's taking too long <laughs> for those of us that have been doing this for a long time. Um, at the same time, um, there is an evolution as much as it looks like out there that things are falling apart and we're going to have nuclear war, which I don't see. Okay. Um, deadly, blah, blah, blah. Um, that's the same. If you're out on the ocean and there's a storm, the waves just look horrendous. But if you go deep underneath the ocean, it's very deep. It's very quiet. It's not chaotic down there. It's very powerful. It's very strong. And it's not affected by what's going on on the surface. So there's stuff going on because our consciousness has been asking for this. Our souls have been asking for life to change. All of us know there's something wrong with working like this and struggling. It was, wasn't supposed to be like this. Um, and that's where we're headed. What I'm seeing, they actually just showed me, and then I got one more caveat to show you over here. But when I do future readings for people, um, we're not working like this anymore. People are not having to work for money. Have you seen the whole money situation is starting to change? we got cryptocurrency now. It's not even based on anything. It's like it's coming out of the ethers. It's coming out of technology. Of course, our money is not based on anything anyway. It's pieces of paper. That there's no gold stamp. There's no gold behind it. There's nothing behind it. We're just having pieces of paper. And now they're, they're having electronic money. So all of that's going to change. It's going to be a radically different thing in a positive way. People are going to be able to do what their souls want to do, what they love to do, what they're being called to do. And it's part of a process. It feels like we go two steps forward, one step back, another step forward, three steps back. It feels like it goes back and forth. But the core of it in the mass consciousness, we are moving it forward. The way we're doing it now, the way we have been doing it is not sustainable. And we know that. Does that make sense? All of it. Yeah, right on. Yeah. 
But yeah, I don't even know where to begin to respond. That was a lot, but um, I'm in total agreement. Well, I'm going to say one more thing that's kind of odd. Are you up for this? Odd? It's, it's unusual. Most people have not heard about this, but I want to add one more caveat to that because a lot of people are sensing that the people that are still in fear and holding on to the old way, they can't even imagine this new thing. It looks like it's going to be the old forever, but it's not. It's already falling apart. But there's one more thing I have to add in there. Some people are not going to be able to grasp this just yet, and it's okay, but I want to put it in the consciousness anyway, because it's already in there. Parallel universes are a real thing. Quantum physicists have evidence that, I mean, Stephen Hawking talked about multiverses. A lot of them are talking about multiverses. Parallel universes are a real thing. So I want to explain to people what that is, if you don't mind real quick. Sure. Um, basically, what they're saying is there's an infinite number of views having different experiences. Every time you make a choice, let's say you decided to wear this color today, but earlier today you thought about, well, maybe I'll wear this uh, red outfit instead, but you didn't. There's a real you that went off and is wearing red today and the other one's wearing what you're wearing today, right? Those are minor ones, but there's a you that married somebody you met from high school. There's a you that had five kids. There's a you that never got married at all. There's a you that moved to New York instead of Minnesota or California. Every time you make a decision, we literally say it splits off. Now that sounds like I said, science fiction, but they're saying it's science fact. So I wanna explain in lay terms how that works. Right now in the room that you're in, there are at least 10 radio stations broadcasting around you. And all those radio waves are around you, but you don't know the programming because you're not tuned into them. It's all frequency. That's what we are. We're energy. The universe is energy and frequency and consciousness, right? So if you went to your radio and turned it on 99.9, .9, you're going to hear the talk, the music, the program that's coming out of that. And that becomes your reality, right? If you changed it over to 107, now you're going to hear the programming that's coming out of 107. It's a different frequency, but now you're hearing that talk, that music. 99.9 .9 is still playing around you. It's all around you, but you don't know that because you're not tuned into it. You're not set to that frequency. That's the way parallel universes work. Now they've got five different or three different, I think three different um, theories about what it is, but this is the one I've experienced. And this is the one that seems to be the most accepted with physicists. Um, some of them say, well, the universe is infinite. So that means just mathematically that there's another you, you way far away, right? But they're not, they're right here. Mm -hmm. So we're in a different frequency. So that means all the yous that you've chosen to be are right here. That means all the other lives that you've had are right here. They're just in another frequency. That means all the people that have crossed over, they're still alive. They're just in another frequency, which is why I can talk to them. Mm -hmm. Now, the way that you go into different universes, it's all free will. It's your choices. It's your thoughts and your emotions that shift the frequency that bring you into another reality, another parallel universe. I believe that's why people have spontaneous remission. They're dying of cancer and they're not. Anita Morjani, great example, mm -hmm. right? Riddled with cancer, died from cancer, comes back from a near-death experience, no cancer in her body at all. So to, to understand, and I've, I've changed relationship status because of it. I've changed financial status. I've been able to manifest traveling to places that I wanted to go by going into different universes. People need to know that's 
true. Just like we know how to change the, the channel on our TVs. We know how to change the channel on our radios or our cell phones. It's all frequency. We know how to do that. People don't realize that we can do that with our lives because they think there's only one reality. Just like we used to think there was only one continent and one planet and one solar system and one galaxy. And now we know there's millions of them, but we, we don't experience that yet. So for people to change their lives radically, they just need to change their thoughts, their beliefs, and then the emotions go with them, which is all the frequency and it changes. The cool thing about knowing how to do that is you don't have to, like, for example, I'm going to use a radical thing here, like going to therapy and I have nothing against therapy. Believe me, I, I, I was doing part of that in my work, right? And therapists have a lot of value and healers have a lot of value. Um, but rather than go and have to deal with, oh my gosh, I have to deal with the trauma from my childhood and forgive this person and deal with this and, 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 you know, come to terms with this. You can just drop that parallel universe and shift into another one where it's none of that exists anymore. It's all different. It's all different. So it's quicker, it's more fun, it's easier, and less people want to go through the experience of going through that exercise or that drama, whatever. It doesn't matter because we're here for the experience anyway. I'm just wanting people to know they have a choice. We can still... I'm going to jump to some... Are you okay that I'm just jumping around like this? Yeah, I'm okay. Deepak Chopra talk about five levels of consciousness, and this is how that works. Let's say you have the um, desire to have ice cream. Mm -hmm. So in level one consciousness, you have to go, um, go out, get a job, apply for the job, get accepted for the job, work at that job for a while, then finally get the paycheck, then take your paycheck, um, go cash it, get in your car, drive to the ice cream store, give them your hard-earned money, and now you get the ice cream, right? That's level one, and that's Newtonian physics, and that's where most of us live, mm -hmm. right? It's physical, hard work. Level two, and I'm sure, Cindy, that you've had this experiences. I have them a lot. You have the desire for ice cream, and a friend stops by and goes, oh, I was just in the neighborhood, and I was just at the ice cream store. I thought about you. It's like, hey, you want to have some ice cream with me? Mm -hmm. I had that experience of synchronicity. Mm -hmm. That's level two. Level three, you have the desire for ice cream. You go to your freezer, you open it up and there's ice cream in there and you go, I don't remember buying ice cream, but there it is in my freezer. Mm -hmm. Had that experience before, I'm sure I have. Level four, <coughs> excuse me, level four, you have the desire for ice cream. You open your hand and it's there. That's real high level Christ consciousness, expanded masters, whatever you want to call it. Okay, level five, you have the desire for ice cream and you realize you and the ice cream are one. <laughs> um, that kind of is like, that can be taken as well, but I know I'm one, but I want to have the experience of tasting it and eating it and do something for it. Or it can be, well, if I'm one with the ice cream, I can manifest it instantaneously and have the ice cream right here. It's level five. Um, I have yet to do four and five, but I'm focused. I, I would love to do that sometimes because there's more freedom. There's more fun. There's more ease. And I believe that's where we're going is more fun, more freedom, more ease. Grace and ease is where we're headed. So um, here's the key though. Sometimes we want to do level one. We want to go through the, you know, I want to row my boat out in the ocean or I want to, you know, ride my bike and see if I can make it up that hill. So we want that physical experience of, yeah, look what I accomplished. Look what I did. 
There's nothing wrong with that. We just want, I just want people to know they've got a choice because some of the stuff we're doing is too hard. So having said that, now coming back full circle, the future that we're headed for, the one I just described, is the one that I'm in right now. And you're in that because you and I are talking right now. So you're choosing to align with that universe too. But there are people that are going to choose to align with the universe where it doesn't end up that way because there are infinite number of parallel universes. The physicists are actually saying, and people can look up David Deutsch if they want. He's, he's um, one of the world famous quantum physicists. He's not spiritual, but he has done a lot of research. He says, even if you die in one parallel universe, you don't necessarily die in all of them. So they're still alive. But they said there's one universe that exists where we didn't win World War II and we're all speaking German now. There's a universe that exists that Bay of Pigs didn't go well and the, and the world blew up. We had a nuclear attack, you know, uh, whatever. So all those universes exist, all right? So the one that you're gonna experience in the future is the one that you believe in, the one you align with, where you put your energy. That's the one you're gonna experience. Mm -hmm. That makes sense? Yeah, totally. Anyway, that's <laughs> my story. <laughs> Yeah, have a sip of water. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you for that, Pam. That's fantastic. We just packed in so much in this time together. Um, I'm totally on board with the uh, parallel universes and have um, learned it in a little bit different language, but there's lots of different uh, teachings on it, right? Mm -hmm. As one and talks about like we exist on these different planes. Mm -hmm. And I often refer to it like, being a sensitive, right? We're tracking information in subtle dimensions, right? So we could say people that are futurists, they're not really tracking the future because it's here right now. It's just in a smaller form. Yeah. So what you're saying is to uh, master the ability to change channels, to shift your reality by identifying with these subtler versions of you that exist like right now, you say you want to get to level four and five. And my feeling is you're already there. You just yeah. have to learn how to dial in and have that direct experience. Yeah. Consciousness is having an experience through us. And it doesn't judge experience as good or bad. It's just collecting data on itself. Yeah. And we want to give consciousness as much freedom to collect data on itself Sometimes that means going into level one and struggling and yep. that's not bad. It's just information and it's all useful. Yep. So sometimes we have to dig into level one to be able to reach level four. Yeah. It's all experiences. Yeah. It's all experiences that add to the consciousness that add to the one, the source, whatever we're, we're having. Ex yeah. Consciousness is having experiences. And so the key is to enjoy them. Just what you said and not judge. Because consciousness, the source doesn't judge the experiences. It's expanding with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm, my feeling is about um, this, what we could call a dark age, let's say, where like someone like um, Carl Callahan wrote about this, how as we go through these different um, cycles um, and like we talk about a Renaissance period during the, the last Renaissance, the human form was operating equally out of the left and right sides of the brain. Mm -hmm. And we've really gone to the left side of the brain. 
And so we're lacking that dynamic of the yin and yang yeah. and, you know, that holistic um, laboratory, let's say, for experience and to have both the left and right side of the brain working and making our decisions from a holistic perspective, then of course we would include these other dimensions. So that is what I feel like we're moving back towards that balance of the left and right hemisphere, another Renaissance period of creativity. And yes. as you mentioned, <clears throat> the fall of the Roman empire, it's like um, right now in astrology, the U.S. is going through a Pluto return, which is the death and rebirth. Ah. As, as that happens, then Pluto will enter Aquarius and leave Capricorn and Earth sign where things are still moving pretty slow. But when Pluto enters Aquarius, things are going to speed up very quickly. And Aquarius being technology, being the quantum, mm -hmm. um, it is going to be dizzying. The amount of change that's going to happen it's going to be um exciting for some overwhelming and terrifying for others yeah <laughs> but the key i think is like what you're offering us is to trust life to trust consciousness to trust that whatever created this planet all these different forms consciousness knows what it's doing mm -hmm. as it evolves and you say like going through from being the caterpillar to the butterfly, it's it's uh, dark in that cocoon. It's tight. It's scary. It's confusing. Mm -hmm. uh, but if we're trusting, mm -hmm. we don't need to know the outcome. We can relax. And when we relax, chi or life force energy flows through us. But when we're afraid, we tighten up yeah. and there's no flow and we don't get the information that we need. Yep. Yep. I feel no, like I it's about right. relaxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 I agree with you, trusting source, trusting our own souls, trusting this consciousness knows exactly what it's doing. And when people go, well, it feels like we're going backwards, 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 you know, with things that are going on right now, the image that I saw was pulling a slingshot back, mm -hmm. back, pulling it back, pulling it back, and then boom, it goes forward. <laughs> so the fact that you said that it shifts into Aquarius and then things are happen really fast. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's very fun talking with you. I love finding people who speak my language and are um, tracking the same thing, but from a different perspective, like we're both on the edge looking outward uh, and pulling these strings and um, weaving them together to help people make sense of what's happening so that we can have this other perspective to lean into when yeah. things are falling away and the media is sensationalizing fear yeah. because that's what sells. We can have these other perspectives popping up that might resonate with people so that they can um, allow what's not working anymore to fall away, but also um, be inspired to turn their attention in the direction of what's emerging that's replacing the old because the big picture to me feels like consciousness is expanding through all forms, even trees and birds and animals and streams and mountains, that's all different forms of consciousness. And when consciousness is expanding and it bumps up against resistance and obstacles, it 
it meets that and pushes, stretches, right? So everything's being stretched. Right, so right. Some things yep. are going to be able to survive that um, expansion. They will collapse, but only to be rebuilt in a more flexible form. Yeah, I, I see. Uh, yes, absolutely to all of that. And I see the universe that I'm creating is a reflection of what's going on inside me, my thoughts, my beliefs, my own fears. So when I see resistance and fear out there or imbalance, I know there's something still in me that's got fear and resistance and imbalance. And so then I'm going to see it in my outer world. So rather than go out there and try and, try and change the movie um, screen, I go in and change what's going on in the projector, right? The mm -hmm. film I'm feeding into that. So then the outer world shifts as I shift because, and I've, I've, when I had my radio show and lots of other interviews I've seen from people who have near death experiences, um, one, they basically say we're creating our own worlds, we're creating our own reality, we're creating our own universe in mass, but also individually. Mm -hmm. And they also say that all those lives that we've ever had, they're all existing simultaneously because right. there's no such thing as time out there. So we're having lots of different experiences to expand the whole, to expand consciousness, to expand all the experiences, just what you said. So it's interesting times, it's challenging times, and it's fun. I mean, people, if you're going to, if we're going to um, strengthen our muscles, you go to the gym, you work against resistance. So you strengthen your muscles, right? So they are challenges, but they're opportunities for us to handle it a different way, to see things from a different perspective. Um, and I feel like we've got biomarkers. The fact that when Ukraine got attacked, the whole world didn't jump into World War III. They didn't, they went, wait, 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 we got to do this differently this time. To me, that's a mile marker that the consciousness is different. Mm -hmm. You know, and again, if we pull the slingshot back and psh, it'll go, right? Or if there's division, it's turning into something bigger mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in a positive way. So you see how I'm choosing to see everything that's going on um, from the perspective of positive growth. There's right. some reason for this because we're asking for it. We're asking for growth and freedom and joy and ease. We're asking for this higher level of consciousness. So I believe that's what we're getting. Yeah. Consciousness is demanding it. It's evolution. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and two, also just to share, like, if there's fear and uh, resistance that that's part of it, right? Like to honor those limitations because just like in our body, if we're gonna stretch and, and we can only go so far, we don't wanna push and force because that limitation is what's holding our body together, right? There's a lot of um, people that go into the circus and they're pushed beyond their normal capacity as young children and they develop these incredible um, abilities you know, to move their body in ways that are unhuman-like. And then as they get older, they have a hard time staying together. They're always having to be put back together by, um, you know, chiropractors or physical therapists. So, yeah, we want to um, stretch in a way that our capacity isn't being shrunk over time. Yeah but not stretch too far, too fast, too much without honoring our natural limitations. Or we go to a place where we're ungrounded, um, we're not functioning, uh, that's not helpful for consciousness. 
Right. And I, I feel like it's important for people like you and me and other people that are out there <coughs> to demonstrate what's possible so that people aren't afraid to go to those new levels. When, when I, um, the first time I went to a class to learn how to bend spoons, seriously, it's like, okay, really? So we're holding our spoon. We're supposed to be going bend, 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 you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes into it. Nothing's happening. All of a sudden, a woman in the back of the room yells at, we look over and her spoon's falling over. As soon as we saw that ours went, right. so it's like, oh, it really is possible. Wow. Wait, how, what? Because before we didn't think it was possible. Somebody else showing us what's possible and that we are expansive and that we're these incredibly amazing beings with all these other abilities, more expansive abilities, that gives everybody permission to go there if they want to. Yeah, it was a literal tipping point, right? Yeah. There was resistance in the field because people weren't believing it was possible. And then enough people were hopeful that it finally tipped and somebody went yeah. and everyone looked. And then there was like that tipping point, what you're talking about in the collective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine the first time somebody comes came back centuries ago and went, hey, the world's round, the world's round. And all these people are like, nah, you're not, no, I can see that it's flat. What do you, I'm not, you're not tricking me. I'm not going to fall off into monster veal, whatever, right? Um, <laughs> how long did it take for people to accept that? Well, most people accepting that the world is round. Okay. Not everybody, but, or flight, you know, the concept of aerodynamics has been there forever. But until somebody actually saw, got aerodynamics and proved it to people, now, I don't know about you, but I take it secondhand that you can get in an airplane and fly someplace. Still blows me away. I don't know how they can fit two, 300 people up there in that giant thing that weighs a ton. And it's up in the air. It's like, how's that? <laughs> you know, it doesn't make sense to me. But people that understand aerodynamics, of course, it makes sense. Or cell phones. I don't understand how I can talk on my little cell phone and it goes into bits of information, zeros and ones or whatever, and I can reach my sister in Europe. And it comes out my voice in her little phone. It's like, how did that happen? <laughs> so I don't always understand the technology, but I know it's the same as what we can do. Telepathy, remote viewing, psychic stuff, changing our frequency. I believe that we're creating the technology to show us what we're capable of doing. People think it's just technology, but I think it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, we can't create anything that doesn't exist within us. Yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> right? Like um, that telepathic aspect you talked about, it's also very much, you know, part of um, Jose, Jose Arguez said too, that we're becoming a telepathic civilization. Yep. Um, it's the physical manifestation of being able to text someone instantly across the world and get a message is, is representing another plane of reality where we're in already, the communication has already existed. Yep. We've already had that conversation and now it's just showing up on our phones. So our physical dense aspect can catch up and yeah. connect to that part of us that's already having that conversation in another place. Yeah. That, that's why you said the left brain, the left side of us, the yang is so into technology and logic and practicality and the and the the Newtonian physics part of it. It's like, well, this is how we'll get you back there. Then we'll do it through your technology since you believe in that. Okay, we'll get you back there. Yeah, it reminds me of how um, where you talk about Violet, the or 
the generation of indigos, right? That um, when my grandson was born in um, 2011, he came in and it was like six months old, he's running this iPad. Like, I mean, I couldn't believe it. it was just phenomenal. Like this is not normal, something's up. And then I had this download, like he was part of creating this technology. Now he's come in to play with it, to experience yeah. it out. I'm sure it's, it's working the way they need it to work for the communication to come from that plane to this plane or something like that. I don't, I can't, you know. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. I think we all did that. We we had an idea when we were coming here. It's like, oh yeah, I want to play on that level when I get there. And and well, you're younger than I am. But it's like, yeah, my generation, our generations, these people that are here now, I want to come and help with this transformation. I want to come here and, and help with this renaissance and experience the renaissance. We chose now on purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's been just such a delight speaking with you. I can't even um, imagine how much time has passed because we've been in a different uh, plane, but yeah, we're right right on um, target here. Is there anything else we can share to help people find you and your courses and your books? Your yeah. yeah, my website is auracolors.com, A-U-R-A colors, C-O-L-O-R-S, so auracolors.com. All my courses, my books, I've got five books out there, really cool ones, especially I just, I just wrote my first fiction book, all the rest are nonfiction, but this story came through me in four days, and it's, I think you will enjoy the story. Anyway, my books, my courses, the free aura color quiz, videos, written stuff, free videos, all kinds of stuff on auracolors.com. Excellent. And what about the course on the... Um... Quantum physics, the planes of reality. That's my quantum physics. That's it's called quantum leap. Mm -hmm. One of my courses, quantum leap. And I want people to know if they get the courses, they have 10 day refund policy. If they start watching it, they don't relate to it. You get a full refund. So there's no risk. I want people, you know, okay, go for it. The aura colors, the quantum physics, whatever you feel drawn to in there, go for it. You have refunds. Mm -hmm. if you it. So it's all at auracolors.com. Yep. Everything's on there. Yep. Well, I'm just so glad that uh, we finally made this happen. I've been anticipating it for a while and I'm so grateful that you made time. I know how, how much you're in demand. People are um, really ready for what you have to offer. And I'm grateful that your life's work is being recognized and your wisdom is being distributed and um, it couldn't be more timely. Yay. Thank you. And thank you for having this type of and this level of conversation. I love this level of conversation. So I appreciate that you're out there putting this out in the ethers, in the airwaves and visually and people are, are learning it. So thank you for what you're doing, too. Mm -hmm. My pleasure. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Until next time. Thanks again, Pam. Thank you.